0: Well hello again my friends. You are listening to the Royal Ramble and I am your host Blaine the Brain. And what a time it is to be a wrestling fan, am I right? We're all in store for a crazy Labor Day weekend coming up and I'm sure we've all been working hard all year so we've kind of earned the right to have a full weekend of relaxation and unwinding. We're going to be following a couple of wrestling promotions as they take us with them around the world in about two or three days. Yes, that's right, we're going from Toronto to Chicago all the way to Cardiff, Wales. I kind of sound a bit like Scott Stanford right now, but as much as I'd like to be your buddy and your pal, I do believe that job has already been taken. Although those are two terms that may appear pretty foreign in the AEW locker room as of late. I've got to say that I'm not at all envious of the job that Tony Khan must have to do to restore order and play peacemaker to keep his troops in check, but hopefully it all works out for him. But on that subject, this is too heavy a show for me to cover alone. I will be joined a little later on by one of my loyal listeners and Chicago's own Jake Allenar, who will be attending the All Out event next weekend. We will be previewing that card in the second half of the show. But before we get there, there are a couple of other shows to get through and they both have to do with WWE, which will also have a pretty hectic weekend coming up. So without any further ado, I'm going to get right into it. For those who have been following NXT lately, although I can't blame you if you tuned out following the rebranding last fall, can you believe it's almost been a year of 2.0 already? And it looks like we may be in store for 3.0 very soon, because as seen on the TV in recent weeks, the British are coming, or should I say they've arrived. So they have their big Worlds Collide event taking place next weekend, and thus far only two matches have been made official, but they are a big two. The rest of the card I'm sure is expected to take shape this coming week. Well, I guess it would have to, being the go-home show and all. There really wasn't a lot of time to book this one, but I feel like they put forth a decent effort to attract some interest in the short time that they had. The NXT and NXT UK women's titles will be up for grabs in a unification match featuring 2.0 women's champion Mandy Rose, taking on UK women's champ and legend Miko Satomura, and for some reason there is a third element in this equation in the form of Blair Davenport. She has declared herself as the number one contender for the UK title, though this is still pretty weird. If you've been following the UK brand, Sare actually issued a challenge to Satomura recently, but I don't believe that match ever came to fruition. From a booking standpoint, Mandy Rose has been tremendous in her role lately, but I'm sure it'll be the two UK talents that carry the bulk of the workload in this one. Not to say that Mandy is a bad in-ring performer, but I personally don't think she can keep up with or match the skill set of the other two. However, as I said, she is the strongest character of the three, so it'll be interesting to see which way they go with it. Ultimately, I think Davenport is only in this match to either take the pin or steal the pin, which means both of the other women would have lost their belts. I can see them moving Mandy back up to the main roster along with her Toxic Traction teammates, but given the recent injury to Gigi Dolan, I don't see that happening just yet. So as I suggested earlier, I think Miko will have Davenport defeated, only for Mandy to sneak in and steal the win, and thus unify the belt, so Miko still remains strong not having being pinned, and Mandy can brag about the win on TV. It doesn't do much for Davenport, but either way, they can build to a one-on-one match down the line between Rose and Satamura. The other unification match will be the main event, and it is a pretty disappointing one for all who have been or are following the UK brand. I don't mean that it won't be a good match, because it will in fact be a show stealer. But unfortunately, the UK product is taped, while 2.0 is not, and therefore the times of the shows haven't been in sync. In fact, as of this podcast, a new UK champion has yet to be even crowned. The question here is kind of the same with the women's match. Is Braun Breaker ready for the main roster? I think he might be, but I still think he has a lot left to do in NXT, and so I firmly believe that he is walking away the unified champion, but should have probably his best match to date. There are a number of options for the finish. I can see it ending clean, but given that Bate is in his heated feud with his former Moustache Mountain teammate Trent Seven, I can also see Seven getting involved and costing him the titles, and then those two branch off into their own feud, which I don't think needs the belt attached to it. There is also a built-in storyline for Breaker once Ilya Dragunov comes back and seeks to reclaim what was once his. By the way, for those of you who saw the premiere episode of House of the Dragon, Dragunov bears a striking resemblance to Daemon Targaryen, doesn't he? That show takes place in a castle, as will the next WWE show, although I don't think literally. But it is the Clash at the Castle event next weekend in Cardiff, Wales, and this show is shaping up to be one of the best of the year, at least from an in-ring perspective. It is indeed time to play the game. So thus far, we have the Raw Women's Champion Bianca Belair, who will not be defending her title on pay-per-view for the first time since she won it. And yes, WrestleMania Backlash doesn't count, because technically she didn't have a match. But she will be teaming with some strange bedfellows in Asuka and Alexa Bliss to take on the new faction of Bayley, Dakota Kai, and Io Sky in a six-woman tag team encounter. This match should be very explosive as all of these women have been having really good matches on TV lately, and they really need to come up with a name for Bailey's group if it's supposed to be long term. I don't think it would be wise for the upstart heel faction to lose their first match as a team, so what I think will happen is Bianca will be isolated for the majority of the match, and just when she's trying to make the hot tag to Bliss, Bliss's expression turns serious and she hops off the apron refusing to tag. Asuka extends her hand, but Bliss pulls her from the apron and whips her into the steel steps and then walks out on the match. Bianca, left confused, ends up eating all three finishers of the heel team, and Bailey gets the pin. Remember, because Bliss called out the winner of the Becky vs. Bianca match before SummerSlam and never got her shot, so I think they'll definitely revisit that. Also on the card is the match between Riddle and Seth Rollins. This feud has really been heating up. I'm still a little confused as to why it was scrapped from SummerSlam, but I think it might be a better position for these two on this card. And I'm definitely expecting a show stealer here. It might even be the opener. This is one of the matches that I think has to end clean, and I think a win here would benefit Riddle a lot more than Rollins. So I think Riddle finally gets his win against Seth on pay-per-view via Bro Derek, but I can't see this one ending here. Of all the matches on the card, the SmackDown Women's title match between Liv Morgan and Shayna Baszler is probably the most underwhelming, but that's mostly because Liv just isn't booked as a credible champion, and I think it was a mistake not turning her heel when they had the chance. But who knows, they might still. I think Shayna will probably end up ragdolling Liv around the ring for most of the match, because they have to make her look strong even if she's going to be losing, which I think is inevitable. I can see Rhonda getting involved here, and as security is trying to prevent her from getting to ringside, it's Shayna who ends up being distracted rather than Liv, and Liv once again sneaks in a roll-up victory out of the Kelly Kelly playbook to keep the belt. Look, I really want to get behind Liv, I'm definitely happy for her, but at the end of the day, she hasn't been booked like a champion should, and that's really not her fault. One match that could be sleeper for match of the night is what I see being a brutal contest between Sheamus and Gunther, and I somehow doubt that Sheamus' chest is going to be the same color coming out of it as it is going in. Sheamus is another talent like Liv Morgan who hasn't been presented as any kind of threat, and just seems like the challenger of the month. At the very least, I'm expecting these guys to just tear into each other and work extremely stiff which I think benefits Sheamus because he seems to pair better with guys who work that style. I'm going to say Gunther retains clean here with a double powerbomb. There are a few other matches that have been teased on Raw lately but not made official. Obviously as of Monday we should know for sure, but I'm just going to boldly predict that the following matches will be added. Based on the segment from this past Monday, I'd say Johnny Wrestling makes a triumphant in-ring return against his former protege, Theory, which should be another strong match. I'm still not sold on the Judgment Day yet. They haven't really done a lot to convince me that they aren't just another retribution. I think we're getting a six-person tag with that faction against the team of Rey Mysterio, Edge, and Beth Phoenix and this is probably where Dominic finally turns to the dark side and double-crosses his dad, leading to a Judgment Day victory. And what a shame it would be if AJ Styles were kept off yet another pay-per-view card. I think we're getting a four-way for the US title with AJ, Miz, Champa, and Lashley, where Dexter makes his presence felt early and basically takes AJ out of the match, and then as Lashley is about to submit Miz in the hurt lock, Champa schoolboys him, and with Lashley disoriented after releasing the hold on Miz, Champa basically steals the title. And finally, we have the main event between Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre for the WWE Universal title. I've gone back and forth about how I would book this one. I've thought about Kerry and Cross potentially getting involved, but I wouldn't want the main event to be too overbooked, at least not the match itself, so we'll keep it with a pretty clean finish. Basically, before the bell, Roman tries to cheap shot Drew, but Drew sees him coming and catches him head-on with a claymore, and everyone thinks it'll be over that quickly, but the referee refuses to count because the match hasn't started yet, and instead allows Roman to recover and let him know when he's ready. Once the bell rings, McIntyre tries for another claymore, but this time Roman exits to the floor. Drew chases him out and grabs the sword, but the referee tries to negotiate it away from him. Drew eventually puts the sword down on the floor, but the momentary distraction allows Roman to spear Drew through the security wall. From then on, the focus of the match is on Drew's back injury, and Roman zeroes in on the back for the rest of the match. The finish comes when Drew mounts a comeback and finally hits the claymore, but as he lands on his injured back, he's unable to capitalize. They both struggle to their feet, and Roman spears Drew back first into the exposed buckle that was exposed earlier in the match, he then follows up with a second spear for the final three count. The Usos then come out with Haman and basically carry Roman to the back, as it's clear that he's been through a war. Then Drew finally makes it to his feet to a standing ovation, only to lock eyes with Scarlet at ringside. She places the hourglass in the ring, and Drew is attacked from the blind side by carry and Cross with a steel chair. Cross proceeds to do a number on Drew's back with the chair and then finally power bombs him through the announce table so they do an injury angle with Drew to close the show. So now we have what I like to do after every pay-per-view preview and that is the Fantasy Forecast where I will attempt to predict the card for the next WWE Premium Live Event Extreme Rules on October 8th. I'm not going to bother with NXT for now because I'm not sure when their next special will be or who will even be on the roster by then. But here's what I predict to happen at the WWE pay-per-view Extreme Rules on October 8th. Roman Reigns vs. Karrion Cross vs. Drew McIntyre in a triple threat Extreme Rules match for the WWE Universal title. Liv Morgan vs. Ronda Rousey in a submission match for the SmackDown women's title. Bianca Belair vs. Bayley vs. Alexa Bliss vs. Asuka in a fatal four-way match for the Raw women's title. Theory vs. Johnny Gargano in a ladder match for the Money in the Bank briefcase. Finn Balor, Damian Priest, and Dominic Mysterio representing Judgment Day versus Edge and the Street Profits in a six-man elimination match as Rey Mysterio refuses to wrestle his son Dominic so he opts out of the match. Rhea Ripley vs. Beth Phoenix in a last woman standing match. Bobby Lashley vs. Champa for the US Championship. Gunther versus Sami Zayn for the intercontinental title. So that takes care of the WWE portion of the show. I hope you've enjoyed these fantasy predictions thus far, and still more to come. Let's turn the volume up and go All Elite, shall we? Okay, so I really don't know what that even means. Here's my chat with AEW superfan Jake Allenar. So before we talk about the All Out pay-per-view uh, this coming weekend, or sorry, next weekend... There have been a number of rumors floating about that certain AEW talents are unhappy in the promotion and refuse to get along with some of their fellow all-leaders. So let's start with the basics here. Tony Khan actually held a mandatory talent meeting prior to Dynamite this week to address some of these issues. Uh, Jake, what do you make of all of this, and how do you think it should be handled?
1: I think we're seeing a little bit of that WCW vibe where uh, the inmates are kind of running the asylum a little bit uh that i've noticed uh you know reading some of those uh some of those reports on pw insider and uh fightful so uh you know we heard it's interesting when we heard uh some of this and you see you know kenny omega and uh, matt jackson as well as chris jericho trying to address the uh the roster and uh as well as you know tony khan uh, putting his share as well so i mean it it's uh I just want to see where it goes from here. Um, as of right now, I'm in, I'm enjoying how it's going on screen. Uh, but uh, yeah, hopefully it wouldn't go too far. I mean, we've seen all the reports coming out that uh, some, of, uh, some of this stuff uh, stemmed from Colt Cabana as regards to the Punk and Hangman uh, beef. Uh, whether it's like, you know, we can argue if it's a work or shoot or whatever mm-hmm. it is, but I kind of feel bad for Colt Cabana, to be honest with you, uh, because... He, you can argue that he's the most influential independent independent uh, wrestler right. uh, mm-hmm. of all time because he was the guy that uh, without without Cole Cabana there wouldn't be a pro wrestling tease. Uh, he was one of the first, if not the first, wrestler to start podcasting uh, to like to um, pave the way for others to have their own podcasts. So mm-hmm. I mean, hopefully, like I'll have like you know Tony Khan uh, just sit down with. Uh, all of the crew um uh, uh all of the talents uh, if you can like one by one i know he's busy doing a lot of stuff even outside his wrestling ventures uh you know just uh and it's great but i, I will say it's great that uh we uh, we saw the reports a couple weeks that there has been some backstage promotions um mm-hmm. oceans uh you know tony shivani is now being involved in talent relations i know sanjay dutt um pat buck is being involved um terms like creative coordination and uh, talent relations so hopefully this will be hopefully this is a uh a step in the right direction and you know so uh, you know but this is not old news well this is not uh brand new breaking news i mean we all know that this industry that is professional wrestling is built around big egos mm-hmm. and right wanting to be the best and but you like hey dude i don't blame them and they i mean you know punk had Punk has that old school mentality that uh, he wants to be the best. He wants to be, you know, he wanted to uh, be a part of the main event at WrestleMania for many years. He wants to be the world champion, and you know, the old saying goes, "Like what did Austin famously say? Look, if you if if you're in this industry and you don't have the desire to be the world champion or to be the best at what you do, you have no you have no business being uh, being in this industry." So exactly,
0: mm-hmm. so. Let's, uh, with that, let's focus on the match uh, itself between CM Punk and John Moxley this past week. And this is kind of a two-part question. I'm sure many of us, myself included, were shocked at the outcome. Uh, first of all, do you believe that the CM Punk injury was legit? And also, do you think that the talent meeting had anything to do with how this match was booked?
1: You know, it's interesting. When I saw the kick uh, on... When you tried to uh, give him a head kick on on Wednesday on Dynamites, it's like uh, he he um, clobbered Monster with the right foot, and then he was uh, selling the uh, the left foot a lot. And I don't know if he was like putting a lot of pressure notice. on it. Yeah, <laughs> but I was like, oh, is that a little bit of a mishap there? Did he kick him with the wrong foot and then try <laughs> to make a botch there? But yeah, I mean, I, look, I, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that there's still some issues with that with that leg. I mean, I did see when I met uh, Punk at C2E2, and uh, it was a great it was a great uh, time getting to talk to him for a few minutes. Uh, I mean, he was um, he was walking fine, um, but uh, I saw one of my friends, scrub who works at Pro Wrestling Tees. He did have to ice his uh, knee a little bit, uh, but uh, but it's interesting because I was. Uh, Listening to Dave Meltzer on Sunday night's main event this past week, that it's still going to be Punk and Moxley at All Out. Mm. Uh, it's that's they, he said. There's no backup plan. And I was reading the Observer this morning. I mean, uh, the the new Observer, the latest issue of the Observer um, uh, came out this morning. I was reading it before I uh, got here. Is that as of right now, it's still Moxley and Punk at mm-hmm. All Out. There's uh, he, It's set in stone. He's uh, it's made clear. So. Yeah, I, I don't. After reading that, I mean, I'm not sure uh, uh, what well, the point was for. Uh, if that's the case, then right. I'm uh, not sure what the point was for this uh, this title changeover. Uh, but to be honest with you, I kind of enjoyed the. Uh, I kind of, enj- I kind of enjoyed that uh, uh, that that squash. To be uh, mm-hmm. to honest with you, because it was kind of like it was like shades of Lesnar and Goldberg. Mm-hmm. Uh, back in Survivor series which i oh it's like you didn't expect it to happen and i right. was like that that was the in, right in the moment uh it was right there in the moments i was like my face uh my jaw dropped uh watching that and made it made moxley uh more legitimate uh especially with the promo that he did uh right after saying that my time is now uh, mm-hmm. you know uh i am the best so but i'm to be honest, with you, I'm very curious where it goes from here and see what the uh, what the go home show for Dynamite uh, what it looks like.
0: Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting for sure uh, to see how they actually get to that rematch because right, as of right now, there's really no desire depend like um, just based on how it how that match ended, it, it ended pretty clean. I mean, there there wasn't yeah. really any uh, chicanery or anything like that. I guess the injury could be used as an excuse, but Punk. Sure. Based on his point, he, he lost clean. I mean, yeah, exactly. Lost
1: clean. I mean, um, I'm not sure like why would you go to that rematch already? Uh but you know, but uh, it's still I'm pretty sure it's still going to be a big uh big match at the pay per views. So.
0: Yeah, for sure. And and my only guess is that maybe they wanted Punk to to have a big win in his hometown of Chicago, um where he wins the title back. But sure. it'll be it'll be interesting, as I said, how they even get to that point. And and it's interesting. Even they've had maybe what three months since Double or Nothing to build to this show, and and they've basically put it together like all within the ne- the last month or so. Um,
1: yeah, especially the last month, it's, which been pretty interesting. Yeah. However, this could be the the start of the seeds being planted for uh, a heel turn down the road for Punk, as mm-hmm. you can see uh, right after in the aftermath, the immediate aftermath. Like he was, uh, Punk was uh, being uh, carried out uh, with. Yeah, uh, with the referee, with the agents, uh, his agents. And you can see he was, well, looking around the crowd, uh, wondering if, I uh, mean, made, made me wonder like, if he feels betrayed by the crowd. So that mm-hmm. could be a, that could be a, a big aspect that, that, we, that we should uh, watch out on.
0: Yeah. And, and having said that, I wonder if that's the case. I wonder if he's been working us this whole time with his whole like issues with Hangman Page or, or John Moxley or whoever else. I wonder if this is all a big work. And he's mm-hmm. just playing that heel character. Um, it, it'll be interesting sure. for sure.
1: That's what I love about it. It's like I feel that nine, I feel that nine-year-old fanboy in me. It's like mm-hmm. the, the the lines are so blurred between, you know, what's what's a work and what shoot. So I, I really right. enjoy. it. I'm just gonna sit back and just enjoy the ride.
0: <laughs> <laughs> for sure. So yeah, um, if they are intending to turn him heel, I definitely, I don't think Chicago would be the right venue to do it. But uh, we'll see. Stranger things have happened.
1: Yeah, that's true. I mean, I don't know if uh, turning heel in your hometown uh, will be the best thing, but uh, I mean, we, we've seen it. Like I was there you, at the Allstate. You did Arena. it with
0: Austin back in the day. I remember that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's true. I, I remember back in the Allstate Arena. Like no matter what, so, like we would still back Punk, uh, mm-hmm. no what. So I'm, I'm, but I'm just happy that he's still around I me. Mean, he's, he's been my favorite wrestler uh, ever since I was a kid. So
0: yeah, and he's still my sure. favorite. Uh, so one match that has been announced for the card—well, not quite—but it, it'll it'll be the finals of the trios tournament. Uh, firstly, do you feel like this company has way too many titles?
1: Absolutely, uh, especially since the All Atlantic uh, Championship. Mm-hmm. But but I, I was happy at Forbidden Door when uh, Pac finally got his like due diligence uh, after that. But right. But but uh, especially since the Ring of Honor uh, acquisition. Uh, that Tony Khan like even they have their own trios title uh the six-man tag team title <laughs> and it's held by Dalton Castle and his crew so mm-hmm. that that that's a lot of titles and we we've we've accused WWE uh before of you know not making their titles very important uh I mean hopefully what well, well, what I do like about uh what about it so far is that it's not being defended like Majority of the titles are not being defended like every week, so mm-hmm. got, maybe there's some sort of balance there. Right. But yeah, I mean, I really hope there won't be like a new title being introduced at least in like the next couple of years. At this point. Yeah.
0: So I I made this prediction a while back. I think it was in the SNME Radio group, or it might have been my own group, uh, regarding the uh, the whole situation with the Bucks and uh, Red Dragon and Cole, the Undisputed Era. Um, It's interesting, too, that they did this hot angle with Cole and Red Dragon turning on the Bucks, but then there was really no little to no follow-up, and Cole and his guys aren't Mm -hmm. even booked on the show. I I know a couple of them are injured, but uh, why not wait to do the angle uh, is my question. And uh, my prediction was that because Hangman... Was reluctant to turn, to team with the Bucks. I thought that they would do something where Cole and Red Dragon would end up taking out Dark Order and, and end up replacing them in the tournament, and Hangman. That would then motivate Hangman to team with the Bucks. Obviously, with Kenny Omega back, that's not happening. But that would have made right. for great storytelling. I think.
1: I mean, to me, you got to put Young Bucks and Omega um, in the finals for uh, for that tournament. I mean, I think the most logical one is to see Dark Order. Um, oh be Their opponents, mm-hmm. uh, maybe, uh, you know, the thing is that the thing that seems to make sense is that one of the Dark Order guys be taken out with an injury, maybe at least by either Fish and O'Reilly, and then, well, or something which would put at put a uh, Hangman Page into the match that could be that could be very interesting, but uh, yeah, we, we seem to have no follow up, uh, as mm-hmm. regards to Adam Cole, um, just trying to catch up with being the elite, as that's still my favorite YouTube show, mm-hmm. and uh nothing was really addressed there as well so hopefully um well as far as adam cole's healthy uh, we'll see what the uh the liaison between him and omega uh would be like i mean i would love to see you know uh omega and uh cole have a one-on-one match at least in the absolutely. next review or if not in grand slam in in new york city
0: absolutely Uh, so another shocking announcement made this past week on Dynamite was that Thunder Rosa is forced to vacate the women's title due to injury and that belt is now being held up and will be decided in a four way at the pay-per-view it'll be Dr. Britt Baker Hikaru Shida, Tony Storm and Jamie Hayter personally I can see all but maybe Shida winning this belt uh, and that's not a shot at Shida but I just feel that she hasn't really been positioned as well as the others lately Uh, who do you see as the new champion coming out of this one
1: I mean, for the past few weeks, I've seen Tony Storm being uh, supported by the crowd a lot. So I would love to see Tony Storm uh, get that belt. I mean, at this point, I don't think uh, Brit. Uh, I mean, her personality is so good, uh, mm-hmm. she's so charismatic. I don't, I don't need. I don't think she needs a belt right now. Uh, maybe in the near future, that'll uh, that'll definitely happen. But since it's the interim title, I would love to see Tony Storm at, at least get that uh, get that chance to. Shine uh, in in the main on the main stage, mm-hmm. but I feel bad for uh, Thunder Rosa uh, for sure. Uh, just like uh, being being out of action as of right now, it's, I kind of wish that it wasn't like a backstage segment with uh, with Tony Schiavone and she would address it in the ring. Uh, mm-hmm. Now it's like <laughs> kind of like uh, kind of like uh, out there. I was like, oh, that caught me off guard. But uh, yeah, we'll just. Uh, but I am looking forward to this four way match uh, for this interim title. I- I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure it's going to be. You know, all four, all all four ladies are so good in the ring, and uh, I'm pretty sure they'll uh, they'll deliver in that.
0: For sure. Uh, Chris Jericho versus Brian Danielson was also just added to the card and could be a show stealer, I, I would think. Uh, do you expect this could to, be
1: the match of the night? Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, for
0: sure. But I mean, looking at the card, I mean, there could be several matches of the night, to be honest. That's true. Yeah. Do you expect to see Daniel? Yeah. Do you expect to see Daniel Garcia getting involved here? And whom do you think he'll ultimately align himself with?
1: ooh that's a good question um I, i'm pretty sure that uh he'll uh he'll be at ringside we'll come out of ringside later in the match but uh, i could see where uh garcia just uh mm-hmm. uh just uh losing it uh, at times and he'll have enough and maybe with the referee maybe with a referee uh, uh by his back like just uh just uh um with his back turned, uh, we'll see Garcia just slapping Jericho and cost him the match. I could see that aspect, right. but again, we can see it. Uh, we can see that uh, there'll be a swerve here, uh, which will not actually uh, see um, uh, uh, Garcia um, just playing around and aligned with Jericho once again mm-hmm. and just uh, swerving the entire community. So, I, I think,
0: uh, honestly speaking, I think it might go that way. I, I was thinking of that earlier, actually. Uh, they can do the classic student versus teacher feud, uh, the like Sabisco uh, San Martino uh, classic, uh, but with uh, him and um, Garcia and Danielson again. Uh, th- I think that f- that's a feud that definitely has more legs to it. Um, and hopefully, Absolutely. hopefully we see it develop because because honestly, if if Garcia, let's say he joins the Blackpool Combat Club, they already have the Young Lion and Wheeler Yuta. So I can see some kind of jealousy angle in there. Wheeler
1: exactly
0: and um and i guess inner circle kind of guys that
1: is already so yeah
0: I, I guess i mean i guess jericho's group kind of does with sammy Guevara although he's not really an official member but you know sure. we'll we'll see how it goes uh, so there is another trios match on the card as well it'll be wardlow teaming with ftr and i honestly didn't realize actually until now uh, that these three were actually in the pinnacle together i did i just put that that <laughs> together uh, i completely forgot But uh, they will be.
1: Well, yeah, it was still that kind of. Because, like, Wardlow was more of the background uh, type of person in the Pinnacle. So, yeah, I understand that you had forgot you had
0: forgotten, though. So, they will be taking on the team of Jay Lethal and my favorite tag team from Impact Wrestling, the Motor City Machine Guns. Uh, This this match could be insane. And I'm looking forward. I hope the Machine Guns are either sticking around or that they've kind of worked out a deal with Impact Wrestling where FTR goes over there. Uh, this match should be insane, as I said, and hopefully we see more of these two teams uh, involved together. Uh, given that the guns are from Impact, do you see any kind of talent exchange going on here? This
1: could be, yeah, this could be one of them. Um, the beginning of the, I mean, we 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 did see this a couple years ago, having a relationship with AEW and Impact, but it was very one-sided. Mm-hmm. <laughs> with, with Tony oh Con, yeah, a hundred
0: percent one-sided.
1: It was like one of the biggest ball droppers, in my opinion. Just Tony Khan constantly going to AEW, constantly uh, just plugging AEW, just putting over AEW and all mm. the impact, and not and not uh, having not seeing the receipts out of it. <laughs> 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 the receipts out of it, and yeah, but hopefully, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure this is gonna be a good match. Uh, I I just I just feel bad because I really want to see FTR just defend their titles right uh, in a sing, you know, on a single tag on a, on a singles tag team match uh and to just defend uh, defend one of their their titles uh but because like it's been a while since we've seen them on weekly television as a tag team together uh, exactly yeah. so yeah i mean i mean they, they they definitely need to take the time maybe maybe it's on ftr they, mm-hmm. they want to have some uh, time off or maybe that could be one of the reasons but uh, reasons away from the ring but uh yeah so
0: All, that's although it, yeah, that's in my place Although I must say that that match this past week with Dax uh, Dax Harwood and and Jay Lethal was and Jay fantastic. That was a great match, yeah. Fantastic. Uh, speaking of Wardlow, who's also in that match, he will be. He is still the TNT champ. And there's a match on this card to determine a number one contender for that title called the Casino Ladder Match. The last time that match happened, Wardlow right. won. This was back in March. They don't usually do these matches actually uh, in this within the same year, so that's kind of interesting. But uh, who do you see? I, yeah, I don't they always th- reserve
1: it for a uh, double or
0: nothing. Right, and I don't think the field has been even announced yet. Uh, who do you see as his next challenger coming out of that one?
1: Oh, that's, yeah, that's pretty tough. I mean, the only logical person I could see would be would be Jay Lethal. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my opinion, maybe he could maybe he could uh, show up in in this match as well as a surprise. Uh, right maybe as the joker. Uh, I'm not sure about that, but yeah, the field has not been announced, but yeah, so. They, I mean, I love, yeah.
0: There have been talks, uh there have been rumors about a Wardlow a potential Wardlow versus Miro feud, which Miro I wouldn't would be I, awesome, wouldn't yeah. be the wouldn't be the worst decision. I just think it's way too early to do that.
1: It's too early, yeah. I mean, definitely agree with you, so. <laughs>
0: Uh, there are a couple of personal rivalries as well, uh, but for the first one, of course, between Christian Cage and Jungle Boy, and then Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs. In the second, I'm going to put you on the spot here, Jake. Of the two, which are you most excited about?
1: Yeah, it's really tough. I really want to see Jungle Boy uh, go over in that match mm-hmm. uh, because, like, uh, he's—I mean, he's on fire uh, lately. His promos has gone be- His promo has been got I've uh, been getting better right uh, at this point uh, I talk too much a little bit so I'm talking a little fast there but uh, <laughs> I mean his his personality is finally showing off and uh, yeah I mean I, I really want to see uh, Jungle Boy get over and then you know just like try to you know, just finally get that revenge on Cage so mm-hmm. I mean that's that's what I predict
0: is it time then for Jungle Boy to drop the dinosaur do you think and advance his singles career after this
1: I will go uh, a little bit further. I think it's time for him just to, just to be Jack Evan. Um, Jack. <laughs> excuse me. Just Jack to be Perry. Jack, Jack Perry. So, Jack Evans. Jack Perry, I mean. Uh, because, like, he, I mean, I, I think it's, uh, he always, he has already proven himself uh, when he was with Luchasaurus. Uh, but, uh, I would love to see him more in a, uh, more in a, in a singles capacity. Uh, to mm-hmm. See what he can do. Uh, just trying to, expand on his, uh, uh, expand more on his personality mm-hmm. and uh what he can do in the ring. So Yeah. But you know that that kind of depends like you know where he put Luchasaurus after this. So there's kind right of that conflicting thought as well. So
0: <laughs> I mean I guess he I mean he could be one of the conceivably one of the people in the Casino ladder match. I can see that.
1: Yeah that yeah that kind of makes sense. So I, I could I could also see uh Luchasaurus uh, turning on Jungle Boy if it is right l- if I make it full make it firm and then Mm-hmm. Uh, officially aligning himself with Christian Cage, if he is going to get that win, uh, get that win on at all out. Um, so that I could I could definitely see that possibility.
0: Right. Too. Yeah. You know, it's funny when this when this whole uh, when all elite wrestling first started. I that was the my first exposure to these this whole uh, Jurassic gimmick. I hated the I hated the character at first, and uh, I still do kind of despise the Luchasaurus uh, gimmick. But Jungle Boy has completely won me over. His his in-ring work is tremendous. Uh he stands out from the pack and his his character is sure. super over. Like his and his theme music. People have sing along to his theme music. That it's a very catchy tune. It's a classic. It, it a classic. it is a classic. It is a classic. <laughs> it is a classic for any for anybody who's watched those like uh teen teen uh, not 90s teen movies. Any any 90s teen movies that that th- song was always played throughout. So yeah, it's definitely a classic, and and he's uh, he's definitely on his way up.
1: I gotta say, um, Christian Cage is. I think we're finally uh, seeing the best of him here in AEW. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, obviously, the past several weeks, he's been killing it uh, on the mic, and definitely uh, fulfill that role that uh, MJF has uh, MJF has uh, been missing about uh, for the past uh, few months. So, right. Yeah, I'm really happy to see you know Christian Cage of Cage finally breaking out uh, out of his out of the shell that is mm-hmm. like you know just being a liaison to to those guys and uh I mean, I, to be honest with you i really want to see um cage having one more title run uh mm-hmm. here in aw maybe that maybe that uh, that will not happen maybe he will just focus on uh, putting over younger guys but i will selfishly i, I just want to see cage like having that one more title run if it's going to be the tnt title uh, but uh or, or, or the world title, like, uh, whatever you name it, because, uh, because he is so good mm-hmm. uh, on the mic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just announced on Dynamite as well this week is the match for the AEW Tag Belts uh, with the Acclaimed taking on Swerve in Our Glory. This one kind of came out of nowhere, uh, but should be a good one. Uh, do you see the Ask Boys somehow getting into this and making it a triple threat?
1: Yeah, that could be a possibility. Um, yeah, that's uh, this is one of the, the matches which I'm not certainly interested because it was such short notice mm-hmm. uh, uh but uh you know maybe maybe it'll win me over uh on the go-home dynamites but uh ben, it, it's it's tough because like you know keith i mean keith and swerve they're they're great together um as a team you know Swerve strickland uh, he's he's definitely one of the best charismatic guys uh right now uh in in the industry uh but yeah, I could see the the ass boys like trying to politic themselves and make this a three way match. For
0: sure. So, yeah. uh, well, Jake, uh, thank you again for joining me. Uh, but before I let you go, I'm just going to make a smooth sure. transition and talk about some of your favorite things with this week's personality profile. Start with your sure. favorite your favorite band or musician.
1: Ooh, my favorite band and musician. Uh, it's got to be the Foo Fighters.
0: Your biggest thrill in life.
1: You know, I'm becoming a senior in uh, in my uh, in uh, in college right now, and uh, getting into broadcasting. I'm really uh, excited what's uh, uh, what's coming up, and, uh, and having the chance to intern right now in in radio. So it's it, that's why I'm that's why I'm uh, uh, my thrill, I would say, right now, just like expanding uh, expanding my career uh, in broadcasting. So, <laughs> sure,
0: fun. sure, sounds good. Person you would most like to meet?
1: Ooh, a few weeks ago, I would have said. I would have said punk, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, getting the chance to meet him at C two E two yeah, I saw that uh, for about fifteen minutes. Uh, yeah, it was yeah that was like that was like the the boyhood dream coming true for me. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, other than that, uh, I would I would love to meet you and McGregor, uh, especially oh, yeah? after okay. after uh, Obi Wan uh, because yeah. that, that was one of the best Loved uh, it. one of the best shows that I've ever seen in recent memory. So,
0: your uh, favorite sport besides wrestling.
1: Um, besides wrestling and MMA, it's definitely hockey. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, growing up, since I was uh, since I was 10, uh, playing a little bit as a goalie, and uh, uh, and uh, unfortunately uh, a little bit of a little bit of an injury kind of uh, uh, cut my uh, my playing career short. But uh, yeah, I mean uh, the yeah, I mean the NHL, the AHL uh, were like two of the uh, two of the best right now. So I think my second after that would be F1. Uh, okay. Recently, you know, yeah,
0: I saw that you were getting into that. I have been interested actually in checking out that Netflix series as well.
1: Mm, oh yeah, that Netflix series Drive to Survive it really won me over. And then having some conversations with uh, uh, with Mouth, he's a diehard uh, yeah. ever since the 80s. So mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's really good. And and obviously your your our mutual friends uh, John Pollock and Wei Ting, mm-hmm. they've become uh, recent uh, F1 fans. They even I've did, heard like,
0: about a, that too.
1: Rewind Away on Drive to Survive, uh, covering that. And then they're becoming, like, they're full-on. They're all, like, uh, no pun intended, all in on this on, mm. on F1. Uh, their favorites, they're, they're Red Bull guys. So they yeah, love Max Verstappen. Sure. I'm a Lewis Hamilton guy. So, yeah, it's a, it's, it's really cool, man.
0: <laughs> Who's your favorite athlete?
1: Oh, man, in this soap talk, it always comes to two. Um, uh, my second would be Patrick Kane. Uh, because uh, he's uh, the best. Uh, he, he's one of the best uh, shooters of all time, right. and one of the best stick handlers in the NHL. Uh, obviously, with uh, you know, my favorite team, the Chicago Blackhawks. And but to me, my number one would be George St. Pierre. Uh, yeah, he's mm. to, to me he is he is the greatest mixed martial artist of all time. Uh, I could care Completely less with agree. John Jones. I could care less what uh, whatever what people say about John Jones. Uh, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care about him <laughs> for the very least, but. GSP, he's so good. I mean, uh, his his wrestling style over the years, uh, over the years in uh, in mixed martial arts, it's been tremendous. And he always has like the he's like multiple fight of the nights, uh, especially mm-hmm. uh, especially for the past uh, several years. So, yeah, I mean, I love George Saint Pierre.
0: Your favorite TV show?
1: My favorite TV show has got to be. Of all time it would be the flash i would say so that
0: the new version or the older the 90s version no,
1: no take that back arrow so with arrow oh, okay Bell. so yeah okay. arrow yeah arrow I, I love the dc in general i love the dc uh, mm-hmm. tv shows on the cw uh, arrow will be first the flash will be second yeah
0: sure uh do you have any hobbies
1: hobbies uh, uh like, a lot of video games mm-hmm. uh, sometimes i would love to play basketball um and uh, other than that, uh, like uh, just uh, pretty much just uh, I- I've become um, growing up. I wasn't really huge on reading, but uh, now that's uh, coming into my uh, uh, last years as a as a college student and uh, I- being inspired by John, mm-hmm. uh, but John Pollock, who's a huge <laughs> he's a huge reader yeah. himself, like yeah. I think like he reads like fifty books uh, like uh, this year. And oh it's wow! To see, like. I I don't know how he does it like within like the past the past year I should say like 2021 so I mean he inspired me like I I've
0: I've, I've read maybe 10 books in the last 3 years and that like I've I read, I consider that impressive but <laughs> about 50 I've
1: read like yeah, I've read like 5 books uh the past 2 years to be honest with you so <laughs> but the the book that I am I am currently reading is a great one uh is called uh, Death of the Territories by Tim Bornbacker Yeah uh, I've been
0: looking like, for that to read a, that yeah
1: it's a tremendous read about like the formation of professional wrestling, mm-hmm. uh, coming back since like the late '50s on the Dumont network, and uh, and as well as like how uh, how the boom first started, uh, the the, uh, the national expansion uh, overcame that uh, in the '80s, and uh, mm-hmm. it's interesting because like the territories are still like a like a relatively new thing for me. But uh, over the years, uh, thanks to the WWE Network, uh, Peacock, here in the U.S., mm-hmm. I've started to dive back uh, on some of the old-school territories, like uh, Mid-South. Right. Uh, Mid-South is, is my favorite uh, yeah. world-class championship I have wrestling. the DVD
0: for Mid-South, yeah. It's yeah, a great Chicago
1: one. promotions, yeah. yeah. How about you? Like, uh, 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 were you? Uh, was it just WWF for you, or did you get, did you get any of the other
0: territories? Um, out, I, so I grew up watching in the late 80s so it was it was mostly wwf when i first started and then i kind of started watching wcw and ecw in the late 90s i didn't start getting into the territories until the wwf released their dvd series uh the documentary series okay yes Uh, so that's when i start that's when i started uh getting interested in those and, and checking out youtube videos and all that um but yeah it was mostly just wwf growing up
1: Hmm. Okay, that makes sense. So, but another another great territory I started watching is the AWA. Okay. Uh, it's like that's where Bobby Heaton and Gene Okerlund got their yeah, first starts. I, yeah, it's like, I remember that dude? Like, I mean, dude, it's like they were tremendous since the since the very beginning. Like, yeah, that's
0: where, <laughs> where, where Ho- and Hogan and stars. Hogan and Andre the Giant came from there as well. Uh, There's so many others that uh, Vince yeah. basically raided their territory.
1: Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh,
0: your favorite fast food. Uh, Chick-fil-A. Okay. Yeah. Um, favorite video game.
1: Ooh, it's gotta be Call of Duty: Black Ops. So it's like I'm more like a shooter type of video game <laughs> right? guy. I mean, Halo and uh, Gears of War. So <laughs> definitely. Uh,
0: your favorite cartoon character.
1: Scooby-Doo. Uh, grew up uh, watching the original uh, version, and then some of the newer versions uh, recently. I mean, he's still still definitely uh, the most entertaining.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Your favorite actor?
1: Man, there are so many. Um, I'm gonna have to say Stephen Amell uh, because okay. he's tremendous as Arrow. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. I love I loved him in uh, Heels actually too. I don't know if you've yeah, seen that. Yeah, he was tremendous. Yeah. yeah, Heels is
1: really good. Uh, uh, one of the best, and uh, especially that guest appearance with Punk. So yeah. yeah, him and Punk are really. Uh, uh, bounced off each other good uh, On heels so we looking forward to the next season
0: Yeah one of my co-workers actually His son was an extra in that show uh, It was during the uh, When when the brother I can't remember his name now He was watching his childhood soccer game or something uh, mm-hmm. So he would have been one of the kids Running around in the soccer field Oh wow that's cool uh, you're, Would you have a favorite actress?
1: Yeah that is so tough mm-hmm. um, There are so many great actresses Um I'm gonna say Jennifer Connelly, uh, okay, because I loved her. Uh, uh, loved her appearance on Hulk, the uh, the Hulk back in the yeah. 2003, I remember that. She was pretty entertaining too. So, mm-hmm.
0: do you have a favorite food? So uh, we talked fast food earlier. So this is just food in general, like home cooking.
1: Chinese food, without a doubt. Okay. Like, you know, just like orange chicken, um, uh, chow mein. You know, you name it. <laughs>
0: sure. Uh, do you have a secret talent?
1: Ooh. um... Not that I know of. Um, you know, it's uh, it's been a while since I've uh, since I've played it, but I love uh, playing pool, uh, which yeah. I haven't. Uh, you know, just trying because I have a pool table like here in my basement. I right. sometimes just uh, uh, just to use it for leisure uh, by myself, so just practicing. So uh, yeah, I, I I would love to like you know play with teammates and nice. uh, teammates more on that. So, but I love playing billiards. So
0: okay and uh last but not least and i usually save this question for last because it's pro it, most of my guests consider it the most challenging but your favorite movie
1: oh uh it's gotta be it's gotta be endgame uh avengers endgame,
0: avengers so. endgame. <laughs> i can tell you're uh you're a comic book fan oh yeah absolutely <laughs> <laughs> And that wraps up another week. I'm going to be back at it next weekend with a review of each show. Uh, yes, it will be a two-part episode, so stay tuned. Until then, I'll say ABC. ya.